permission to attack. Permission to shoot. Waiting for confirmation. Confirm now. The rising cyber. Welcome to this episode of The Rising Cyber. In this episode, we'll be discussing cybersecurity engineering. As I have explained in many previous sessions regarding cybersecurity architecture and how it's not the same as engineering, as most cybersecurity companies still don't get it. I have previously illustrated examples from a civil engineering and architecture perspectives and how they are completely different disciplines. But I have been asked a few times now, we understood what the architecture role is, but what about the engineering one? That is a very fair request, and this is exactly what we are going to explain in today's session. Any engineering discipline is based on mathematics and natural science. And cybersecurity engineering is no different and shouldn't. It requires a focus on planning, testing, modeling, and implementing. And technically, that's what cybersecurity engineering should be all about a scientific and systematic approach to cybersecurity design and controls. First things first. Engineers need to clearly understand what are the requirements for a project or any solution they are designing. Which most of the time is based on a vague articulations or sometimes even based on a simple idea or even a desired wish list from stakeholders. These requirements as defined by IEEE 830-1993 represents a condition required by a user to solve a specific problem or achieve an objective. The requirement elicitation starts when stakeholders and security engineers initiate the discussion for requirements. Now these requirements must be smart, meaning specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. Being specific, cybersecurity requirements cannot be, we need to be secure. This should be articulated and provide more specificity to what is required. An example from a previous interview with Amy Lupo, a seasoned cybersecurity and technology risk expert, provided a great example on a backup scenario. What we came to realize is the, the RPO and the RTO required by the business for application X was not being met. They needed a return to operations um, within an hour. And the technology team had no idea because they were just told to back it up. So they were backing it up once a day. 
and the retention that they had was one week. Based on the budget that they were given, the, the business unit required it for one month. They required also, um, they didn't ask for evidence that backups were actually being conducted and a server was spun up to do some sort of uh, high availability type of um, process and that system was not being backed up because it wasn't registered. So they never went and looked at the servers that were being backed up compared to the servers that were being spun up. Nobody checked the logs and there were failures as well. Nobody re-ran the backups and it was just a big mess. And we asked the question, how did this come to happen? And what we realized is that the business unit did not speak to the technology team in terms of what they actually needed. They were just very vague and said, we need a backup. So instead of vague statements for a requirement, we can specify it in such a way. We need to lower malware spreading outbreaks by 50% within the next three months. This is specific enough for a requirement. Not only that, but we can measure it. And in that, we know if that is something achievable, hence a realistic requirement with an appropriate timeline. See, that was a smart requirement, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. After the cybersecurity engineer gather and elicit the requirements to be analyzed, taking advantage of few other techniques, one of which I tend to use in all my engagements, which is the user story. As this simplify and clarify the requirements, at least for myself and other fellow engineers working on the project. No one wants to read a 50-page blueprint peppered with numbers and formulas. In the analysis process, Unified Modeling Language or UML Diagram and System Modeling Language or SysML Diagrams are used. Or use something like Lucid Chart, which provides you with some great UML diagrams and designs that you can use or simply if you're fortunate enough to have a Microsoft Visio license. MATLAB is the golden standard when it comes to these products. I personally use Microsoft's threat modeling for my line of work. First, it's free and a great tool that provides me exactly what I wanted. Not only that, as it adhered to the Stride threat modeling, which is designed by Microsoft. STRIDE stands for spoofing, tampering, repudiation, information disclosure, denial of service, and elevation of privileges. One document that you will hear a lot about is the bi-directional traceability matrix and the work breakdown structure, WBS. The bi-directional traceability matrix is important as it will demonstrate the relationship between requirements and other artifacts. This could be a basic Excel sheet or part of a modeling solution that you already have in place. While the work breakdown structure is a diagram that takes a large process and breaks it down into smaller manageable pieces. 
if that helps understand better it's like breaking down an incident response plan into smaller manageable playbooks streamlining efficiency in a systematic and consistent manner is the key for a successful cybersecurity engineering as you may have noticed all this modeling and analysis is to validate the requirement and have a clear specific ask of what is required as you will notice in cybersecurity no matter what role you are in you will always have to extrapolate inferring the unknown from something that is known to break it down into specific clear processes which could be used in any of your cybersecurity new projects. First, start by defining the stakeholder requirements, analyze these requirements, integration process, verification process, transition and validation process, maintenance process, and disposal process. A full life cycle engineering. There is a true science behind cybersecurity engineering. And what is science without mathematics? For example, the mean time between failure MTBF and mean time to repair MTTR have well-defined formulas to measure, which is the sigma of start of downtime minus start of uptime over the number of failures. To be able to engineer systems that are secure by design secure by default, secure by deployment, the SD3 principle, you need to apply these matrices to measure and validate your work. In conclusion, cybersecurity architecture is the practice of planning strategical cybersecurity measures for the organization to adapt within its operation and process. Security architecture creates methodical ways to guide the organization to the most effective cybersecurity measures and identifies where they will provide the most benefit, when they should be implemented, who they will provide the most value to, and why the organization should pick one over the other. It can help us know whether the controls we have in place are effective as they were intended. It is a bridge or a communicating tool to a futuristic better state. At every layer of technology, process and people, always remember architecture is not a framework, but rather the end result of a framework. While cybersecurity engineering is the tool used to create this futuristic better state, in a scientific and most important measurable way. Security architects set the vision for security systems, so to speak, and security engineers figure out how to put this vision into practice while collaborating with other IT professionals to ensure that security solutions are integrated with other systems. They are responsible for identifying and mitigating security threats, monitoring systems for security breaches, and responding to incidents when they occur. Security engineering requires cross-disciplinary expertise, ranging from cryptography, hardware tampering resistance, 
and even some knowledge of applied psychology. Security cannot be an add-on, it has to be integrated in every aspect of your solution. Otherwise, it will be just a waste of time trying to secure a solution. Two documents that helped me on so many occasions are the NIST SP800-160 Volume 1, Systems Security Engineering, and Volume 2, Developing Cyber Resilient Systems. If you want to become a better cybersecurity engineer, you must read and understand these two exceptional publications. System Security Engineering has been superseded by Engineering Trustworthy Secure Systems. I'll provide the new links for the SPs in the description. That will be all for uh, this episode. I didn't want to go into the roots of exactly how and what tools the cybersecurity engineer should be using, but the tools that they apply for their work is very, very similar and almost the same for a cybersecurity architecture, but usage of these tools is different for the engineer. Thank you for listening and have a great day. The Rising Cyber by Chetty Salaby.